If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. We are not financial professionals, and this podcast is designed for entertainment purposes only. We are regular folks who do research and present opinions to an audience in a fun way. Our opinions should not be construed with the views of any organizations we may be affiliated with. This podcast does not represent the thoughts, intentions, plans, strategies of our employers. It only represents the opinions of the authors. If you need specific guidance on your own financial situation, please consult a financial fiduciary professional. Hey, welcome everybody to the Money Vikings podcast number 10. Uh, we have a great show for you tonight. Uh, we do not have uh, Bob with us, so we're going to miss him today. He had some, some family duties, but Jerry and I are here. We got some really cool topics. We've got, we're going to talk about uh, one of our favorite tools for building wealth, the Cash App, uh, uses and utility. We're going to talk about Bitcoin management, and mm-hmm. then we're going to talk about uh the next five years in this world and ways that we can prepare for the future. Uh, so a lot to cover, right, Jer? Useful stuff, but yeah, a lot to cover. I think uh, we can fit it in. I think we can. Yeah. Let's give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. For our audience out there, how many, how many are we up to now? How many audience members? Oh, I should have checked the numbers before we started. I, I don't know at this point, but it's less than a, uh, it might've popped, might've popped a hundred actually. I was going to say, let, let's just say, and I think what I heard you just say is a hundred thousand. That's what so, I said. Yeah. So, I mean, 100, <laughs> so join a hundred thousand people on this planet <laughs> yeah. and more who are listening to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, we're trying, we're trying to make this of value to people. So I think that's our whole goal. Right. So yeah. Yeah. And from the listeners and letters and, and uh, you know, phone calls and emails that I've been getting, it seems like we're a real hit in Belgium. Oh, I love it. Hey, awesome. Friends in Europe. Yes. Yes. We're huge in Belgium. Oh, huge in Belgium. The Money Vikings. Huge in Belgium. Well, uh, do you, do you want to launch us on, uh, on cash app? Or, uh, I would love to, I would love to. So yeah, the, for the, the cash app, for those that don't know, it's been around for a few years. It's, uh, run by the same gentleman that runs Twitter, Jack Dorsey. So he's kind of a co-CEO or he's halftime CEO on uh, cash and, and square, which is really the company that makes it. And then he's also on Twitter. So he's very, uh, very active and kind of one of the, the recent, uh, that uh, Cash App added in the last few years was bringing Bitcoin uh, investing to everyone. That's that's kind of what's uh, changed. But when it first launched, it was really kind of a simple way to pay your friends. You go out to lunch, you go out to dinner, uh, you owe your friend fifty bucks. Uh, it's it's very simple. It's kind of like a uh, we PayPal, use the but, uh, many times. Even yes, we do. Yeah, we do. I use it with a lot of my friends and uh, it's it's very handy. I mean, there, now there's the space is kind of crowded. We've got uh, PayPal, we've got Venmo, we've got uh, Zelle and 
you know, banks are getting into that business now hooked up to your checking account. But I still think it's one of the simplest ways to send money to uh, your friends. And, uh, and, and so that's kind of what it started with. Um, but later they started adding uh, lots of different uh, interesting benefits. They added later the uh, boosts, which uh, come in handy if you probably you need to get the, uh, the debit card first. You can order a, a physical card that they'll send you for free put in your wallet when you go out to anywhere uh you can use that card and swipe it whatever is think of it like a checking account and uh you know when you go to a restaurant and they swipe it it just basically deducts it it's a it's a visa debit card do you realize and... how much i love saving 10 percent at chick-fil-a oh we haven't even gotten there yet <laughs> but... sorry J- jumping ahead sorry, there. I, I, but, i'm so uh... excited about that okay good. all right well i'll get to that i'll get to that um so, yeah, then they added boosts, and there's a lot of different uh, boosts. I was just kind of checking out our site. Uh, I've been trying to keep this article up to date, uh, first written on September 24th, 2018. Uh, you know, and it has uh, Chick-fil-A, which is 10% off. But at the time, uh, they had a lot more. They're different now. Some are the same. Some are different, and the percentages changes, and their little deals change. But you got uh, Chipotle. Uh, Trader Joe's 10% off, uh, in and out for a while, $1 off every order, Domino's Pizza, Taco Bell, Whole Foods. Um, I just recently used Wendy's and I use the, uh, they have one with Microsoft now for people that are on Xbox. Yeah. For, for Xbox, Xbox gold, I think is 10 bucks a month, but they give you, they give me 15% off of that. And, and and Chick-fil-A, I think you were there this week. I was there this week. Of course. <laughs> so we both we both used Every it. Every week. <laughs> and I I was hesitant to use the rewards. I have Chick-fil-A rewards too, but I didn't combine them this time. I I didn't want to hand anyone my phone and have to mess with the rewards app. So I just went with the Cash app. And the nice thing with the Cash app, what you do is you go uh into the app before you order your lunch. And you set it to Chick-fil-A or whatever restaurant you're going to go to. So you do that ahead of time. And it's easy to forget. I've forgotten several times, too. And there's nothing that makes me more angry when I yes, you check, it. check out. Oh, yeah. oh, I hate that. I hate that. That's the worst. Yes. That's the worst. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, they'll do it. And then and unlike other credit cards where, you know, they say 1%, 1% back or 3% cash back, that's usually – end of year or maybe end of the statement period with the cash app, the money's just deducted and it never leaves your, your account. So they just figure they pay the difference to the vendor. The yeah. vendor is no wiser right. and uh, you just keep the money. So it's the best. It's, it's the best. instant savings. Instant savings. Yeah. 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 Wow. And uh, yeah, I was saying for, uh, for a lot of things, uh, I think we wrote an article about Starbucks in this and the 15 percent Starbucks, which is active at the time that this is uh, podcasting. And we are on September 20th, 2020 right now, 15 uh, percent off Starbucks, which is if you reuse that over and over again, that's better than being a Starbucks rewards member and getting the, uh, you know, the points and the free cup after X number of, I mean, I did the math and I can put the article in the show notes, but, uh, you were, that was a great 15... article you wrote. I love that article. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That cool. So that was, that's a lot of fun. Unfortunately, I don't go to Starbucks as much as I used to, uh, for the better or for Not worse. Pandemic situation, right? A little less Starbucks for the a little Starbucks less. investors a little... out there. Sorry. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I would do a drive-through, but it just hasn't really uh, hasn't really been convenient uh, lately. But uh, yeah, so I think we talked about the uh, ability to pay your friends. We talked about the Visa debit card, and then we talk about these deals, which they call boosts. And there's a bunch of them uh, that are in the app, and you can you can you can switch through them. But then a couple other features that. Uh, are, are nice too. One is you can use it like an employee paycheck. So you, that's how we get paid here at the money Vikings for all our millions of hits every day. Um, <laughs> when, when, uh, when our Google ad revenue uh, kicks in and, and they want to pay us, they, you know, I gave them the routing and account number, the, yeah, the routing and the account number. And then the money just flows in immediately. I pay Greg his half and uh, we move on very, very easy and free. Wow. It, it, it really is. I, and you know what? I'm going to, this next statement, we should definitely, we should get royalties for what I'm about to say. Like, seriously, it's, it's like, and maybe, maybe I didn't make this up, but I think <laughs> it's like the Swiss army knife of money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a Swiss yeah. army knife of money. That's how I feel about it as a tool. You can do all these things and you might've mentioned it too, but you can also buy fractional shares of, of, or you can buy full shares of companies. Are you serious? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's so cool. And one thing I was thinking about, because you, you know, you came up with this topic before we did the show. And when you come up with the topics, I start to sort of think about them. And one of the things I thought about that's really cool. And again, so, so the audience knows we, we're not getting, we're not getting anything from Square or Cash App. I know this sounds like a Cash App Square commercial. We're just talking about it. We get no money from them or anything, but anyway, the bottom line is, um, I was thinking that, um, you know, there's, there are so many people out there, Jerry, that are not invested and don't have access to 401ks. And if I was a person that was, um, you know, living with, 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 if I, if I had like a gig, like the, the gig economy, right. If I was doing the gig economy, I wasn't really connected that much to an employer that had like a system and a match and all that if I was really interested in investing and building wealth, I think I would use this app. I mean, it's free and it's a way I could buy shares of any company. Um, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I think it's awesome. I do, I do too. And um, they do uh, allow you to buy full shares or fractional shares. They don't have every uh, stock in the world in their inventory, but they, they do have the popular ones and, and Amazon being around $3,000 a share at the date of this podcast, if, if that may be out of reach to buy one share for some people. So you can, I mean, you could literally add a dollar to it every day or every week, whatever you're comfortable with. And you could start, uh, you know, taking advantage of the, uh, of that company's growth. It's, it's been amazing. That's awesome. Can I, can I share one little funny like trick that I try to do with, um, cash app? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm not always, always successful with this, but I do buy a bit. So it's about Bitcoin, right? You can buy Bitcoin through Cash App. And uh -huh. Bitcoin for me, I don't, I don't know how you feel about it now, Jerry. I mean, for years now, you and I have been talking about cryptocurrencies and we've done articles on it and we've read all about it. But for cryptocurrencies for me, I, I personally now see them as pretty much full on gambling. And I, don't, <laughs> yeah, and, and I, don't, I don't even mean that in a bad way. Like, I'm not even like against that. I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to buy some Bitcoin at what I think is, you know, where it's at, where it's at. And I'm just going to, when it's up, I'm going to sell it. Right. And so I kind of just, I just have it that, that in my mind. And I know I, I will probably get all kinds of emails about this, about like the future of money and Bitcoin is so awesome. And I get it. That's fine. I own some <laughs> Ethereum too. 
um, and some stellar lumens and, you know, whatever else. But Ripple. Ripple. Yeah, it's all just fun money. It's like totally gambling. But with Bitcoin, my trick is I try to buy some in Cash App and then I try and then I want it to go up enough where I can sell it and then have it pay for the Chick-fil-A with the discount. You see, I'm <laughs> that's yeah. that's that's pretty nice. Yeah. So I'm going for like the free lunch um, trifecta there where it's like you buy some Bitcoin, <laughs> yeah, you, you use the boost, you sell when you've made because, you know, to feed my family. I mean, I got to spend like, you know, it's like 25, 30 bucks. It, oh, yeah. Because it adds up. You got a family to feed. Right. It's not right. Just eating. Right. So 25, right. 30 bucks. If I can get the 25, 30 bucks. And then, uh, boom! Right, it's, it's it's all within the little cash app world. <laughs> it's true. You you could do that. You could do that. I I am I'm, I'm having such a tough time with futures and bitcoins and directional trading, where you just I don't know. It's called day trading, I guess, where you go in and you buy it or you short and you hope it goes up or down. And I seem to be wrong this month, a hundred percent of the time. I mean, okay. statistically. I don't know. I'm, I'm like a fluka nature or something here because uh, I'm able to well, 100% pick wrong directions. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know, Jer. I, I, I don't know if it's you. I mean, because we, we should have a little, we, you know, we talked about this earlier. We, we're going to, we're going to, uh, in, in some of our future podcasts, we're going to start having little debates, right? Where we're sort of like on opposite sides of an issue. And I think at the end of the day, you got to ask yourself, you know, yeah is that the way for you to go because it's really again that's kind of like you're just guessing and i don't i don't know if you'd have any sense of where uh futures are are going um unless you had some kind of inside knowledge into that specific industry right 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 i mean otherwise you're going off what you read on the internet Uh, we all know uh I don't know about, you know, 70% of what's on the internet is a bunch of crap. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But with, um, with Bitcoin kind of taking it back to cash app, I, I mean, they added that ability to buy and sell Bitcoin. uh, I don't know, maybe a year ago, I have to find that article too and, and pull it out, check the date on it. But that was, that was pretty cool because it's, it was, I mean, there's Coinbase and there's hundreds of apps that will let you uh, buy and sell cryptocurrency. But for Cash App to do it, they were kind of a more mainstream um, public company. To, to They were the, kind of the first to do that. And uh, I, I hear that Jack Dorsey is very, um, very interested in the future of Bitcoin and excited about it. So that was kind of neat, neat to see that. Um, when it first was launched, you didn't get a true Bitcoin wallet. And that means that uh, all I could do in the app was buy Bitcoin and, and then sell it and get out and put it back into my cash account, buy it later and then put it back into my cash account, which may be fine for 99% of the folks that are using the cash app. But for true Bitcoin users, they want to have an actual wallet and, and they want to have that uh, hash and that ID where they can send outside of the cash app into uh any storefront or or uh, vendor that takes Bitcoin, and now they allow that, and, mm. and that's how I was, I was able to move some of the um, the Bitcoin that I had out of Coinbase and put it directly into Cash App. I use the the Coinbase Send to Wallet feature, and I use the Cash App Receive feature, and I I copy and pasted my my uh, hash into the uh, Coinbase app and sent it, and within 15 minutes. And a few fees later, uh, it was moved. 
Well, I'm yeah, I mean, that is awesome. And I'm glad you're bringing up the fees because that's why I started getting away from Coinbase because of all the fees. I mean, I was looking over like, cause I, you know, at one point we were kind of like, you know, doing a lot of, a lot of, and it was fun. It was, again, it was fun money and we were having a good time with all of it, but yeah, Coinbase, I, there were quite a few fees. There um, were, there were. Yeah, I was kind of like, really? Uh, you know, every time it was like, it was all $2.50, $4, $5. And I started looking over there as so I'm going, man, I spent 200 bucks in fees. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't anyway. get me started, man. I'm, I'm spending a fortune on my futures trading. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Well, hey, that's what, remember this all, this is all about learning, right? It's tuition. It's tuition. There <laughs> you go. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Well, speaking of learning, should we go into our next topic? Yeah, should we should. We, we should. But first, okay. but first let's uh, have a word from our sponsor. Let's do it. Uh, thank you very much. And now we're back. Greg, why don't you take us into the next topic? Yeah, sounds good, Jerry. That was a good that was a good discussion on Cash App. Um, very cool, uh, you know, Swiss Army knife of money. So really enjoying that. Um, okay. You know, I like to do this a lot. I like I like to look and you do, too. I, I think it's important as an investor to look at macro trends. And I'm not saying like trying to predict um, you know, predict the future or anything, because we can't really predict the future of any individual stock. But what we like to look at is like, where are things heading um, for a macro level? And I mean, like things like demographics, and you got to look at things like the classic would be, you know, buying um, home building stocks or Home Depot, because guess what, there's, there's so many millions of millennials that want to buy a house now, mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. stuff like that. Or you've, you've got how many, you know, I don't know the number, but how many baby boomers are aging every year um, and, and uh, go, you know, going into retirement, getting older? Well, that that leads me to things like pharmaceutical stocks, to, you know, other things that are going to support them in their later years. You know? Sure. Um, and yeah, so I'm always into like looking for stuff like that. So just been reading some interesting articles uh, the last week and wanted to kind of get your take on things. Um we all know that we, we read a lot of Ray Dalio, right? Mm-hmm. Big, big hedge fund guy. I like to like to kind of follow him. Yep. He is talking a lot right now about the pandemic and the situation with um, sort of the, 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 the Fed um, in, in terms of the debt levels of, of our nation. Um, he's talking a lot about the great power struggles that are going on in the world between America, between the U.S., China, and Russia, right? A lot of yep. like things happening. Like for, for many many years, the United States, um, we were we were really the dominant, uh, premier sort of organizing force of the mm-hmm. world. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so that's that is by by demographics and by politics and by other things is starting to change. I think part of it is because these com- these countries have um, they have huge populations. They've caught up to us, you know. Sure. Um, and yeah. yeah. And a lot of that's going to continue. I don't think it's I I don't see it as a reason to um, to be scared or anything. But but I think as investors and as humans right on the planet, we should think about these things and be more prepared. So Ray's talking about he sees the next five years as seeing a lot of radical change. Um, You're going to see a weakening of U.S. competitive advantage. you know, we've got a lot of we have a lot of demographic shifts going on in our country. We have an aging uh, country. We have less babies being born. You know, how how is that? You know, how is that going to affect um, our markets? Right? Mm-hmm. And so 
uh, I guess I wanted to, you know, throw that little easy topic out on the table for you to like nibble on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you, do you, do you think about these things in terms of building your portfolio? I guess would be my first question. Yeah. And I mean, maybe- I do. I was first introduced to Dalio when you wrote about his sleep at night portfolio and, and you kind of looked at, uh, different ways to different ways to have, uh, percentages of assets, you know, some equities, some bonds. And then there was your, you had a debate uh, kind of with him about the gold and things like that. And and then Buffett bought some gold and then now you like gold, right? Um, I'm kind of neutral. I'm You're not neutral. as negative on it, but I'm neutral. Good, but that was a good question. To be so, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I read that article that you sent and it was very interesting. I mean, he talks about three huge themes that uh, are going on the the debt money cycle what's the value of money what's going to happen to debt will the dollar retain its value as uh, one sort of uh macro theme and then he talks about the uh the wealth uh opportunity and value gaps all that type of stuff and and then uh third was kind of the the rising foreign powers so uh which which one uh did you want to talk about i don't really have any uh you know, I'll talk. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about one here and I, and, I'm, and I would like to hear how your portfolio is set up. So um, one thing that I that I'm trying to do is actually be a little more diversified into I'll give you an example. Um, there's an iShares um, Emerging Markets ETF. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it's ticker E-E-M. E-E-M. That's right. E-E-M. Yeah, right. Do, do you I've been in one? and out of it uh, over the years. Yes, I'm familiar with it. OK, you're totally familiar with it. So that one, that one intrigues me. And I'm looking at that one as a way to, again, this is to be prepared for this kind of stuff. And, you know, I, this isn't like new news or anything, the rise of China. But, you know, th- this, this, um, this, this ETF uh, holds some pretty powerful emerging market um, companies. And I'll just read a couple to you. Um, like the, the largest holding is Alibaba, mm-hmm. right? And for those who don't know, I'm sure our listeners are, are pretty savvy. But like that's the Amazon mm-hmm. of China, yeah. right? Um, and that's been that's like a huge sort of thing to maybe be uh, involved with. Um, you have this thing, you know, you have Tension Holdings, which is like I think that's Tension is like you would actually know better than I would because you're you're techie guy. That is that like their AT and Tencent, or... I believe Tencent is the one that uh, owns WeChat, <clears throat> and they may have some music services as well. Uh... Okay, got it. So, you've, you know, you just got all these companies in here, you know, Taiwan Semiconductor, Samsung. And, I, you know, I don't mean this is not a, uh, you know, obviously we're in a political season, right? So everything's everything right now is hyper politicized. But this is about being, again, prepared for the realities of the future, not the not the future we want. I think, you know, a lot of us would I mean, you know, I'm a I'm a red blooded American. So it's like, yeah, I want America to be number one, you know, obviously. Um, and, and I think we're still going to be a great country for many, many years to come. But I think the reality of the world is that these other powers, you know, they have developed and they have risen. And so that's just a reality of now how the world is going to look. Um, so I'm just saying we ought to be thinking about how to be prepared, but that's the first idea I had. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it makes total sense whether you want these, uh, foreign powers to, to grow and, you know, outtake the U.S. or not, that's sort of irrelevant. But if you're of the assumption that within the next 10 years or five years or 20 years, that that's 
those are going to be the next great powers, then you're setting yourself up now to to buy uh, companies uh, at a at today's values for they're going to be very different in in 10 or 20 years. That's just the reality. And that's your assumption. And that's your belief. And that's probably a good way to 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 go if uh, for long term, if you're uh, if you're thinking that. Yeah. And, and I, I, I like how you're saying that because it's like I'm not I like so I, I'm very I'm very I'm like, you know, you know me. I'm, I'm in I'm a Buffett guy. So I'm I'm bullish on America. I'm like, you can never go wrong with America that I really believe that to my core. So, you know, most of my investments are in, you know, the S&P 500. Yeah, really, you know, the great American economy. Um, but, you know, I guess at the same time, why not why not do 10 or 15 percent? in what could be uh, another growth area over the, why not own some of that growth over the next, you know, 10, 20 years? There's no, there's no reason not to. Are, and are you thinking, I guess the only debate is um, what percent of the portfolio is appropriate? And you're saying 15% of your portfolio, you think international would be uh, good to, or, or emerging markets, not international. That, that's a good amount. Yeah, I'll put, uh, I'm putting that out there as yeah. an idea. I mean, I, I, it could be less. Um, I, I think I think 15 would be my, for me personally, I wouldn't go yeah. over that. I, I, would, I would start to be a little bit like, wait a minute, you know, and, and uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm still like such a big believer in, and I, and I know these companies go up and down and all kinds of stuff happens, but I mean, you know, I'm still like, you know, a Microsoft guy, Apple, Berkshire. No, B, I get it, but you want you to know, diversify yeah. besides, but. And, and when yeah. you buy the S&P 500, you are buying quite a lot of those five companies. Any way you slice it or cut it, it's it's not equal weighted. And, you know, the uh, the FANG stocks are kind of the, the top ones there that are that are driving the uh, the price and the growth of those ETFs. So um, EEM is probably something worth looking at. I, I, I haven't checked it out in a while. I've uh, I'd like to see kind of where it is right now. Uh, see if it's if it's low or it's high. I'm I'm not. Uh, I I just don't know where it is on the, the scale right now, or if now is the best time to get in. So that would kind of lead to my next question: is what entry time and what sort of duration you're thinking? Uh, just buy and hold on on you know undetermined future, or is there a, like you would want to see a certain return within five years or something like yeah. that? I mean, my thing is that I'd probably do a gradual sort of shift, you know, and maybe maybe take, you know, 5% to start with and, and uh, you know, buy how many, I don't know how many shares that would buy. I think it sits at about $45 a share. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, at the moment. That's right. Um, yeah. And, and, and buy, you know, whatever that would be. Um, but yeah, you know, again, just, you know, just an idea. Um, I got another one here. Go for um, it. You know, you know, I and I, I think, uh, you know, you being a uh, I mean, for those that don't know, Jerry has been a long term uh, solar guy and uh, driver of electric vehicles. And uh, again, I'm not going to say because we don't have a political show. So nothing about what I'm going to say is political. But another big trend over the next five to 10 years, I think, is however it's being you know managed. There's kind of something happening with the climate. OK, right. I think we can all I think we can all agree on that. And whether it's this or that, that's fine. But, um, you know, we, we here in California and the West Coast, we've gone through all these fires, right? Pretty crazy fires. Um, so I think I think there's going to be even more of a push into clean energy uh, and really living more like you. I mean, you know, with the solar, 
um, the electric vehicles, um, clean energy. You know, I'm a big, I, I like, I like next era energy. Mm-hmm. That's a song mm-hmm. I really like, um, like that one for a long-term hold. Um, I, I, you know, I'm, I still, I like Tesla, you know, I know it's, if it's high, low, I don't know. <laughs> I think the clean energy play. Yeah. Um, right. Um, and I'm sure there's like, you probably know better than I do. There's probably clean energy ETFs. Obviously there are, I mean, and I, I couldn't think of one off the top of my head. Um, yeah, I can't either. But, uh, one thing I will say is that there are, um, you know, for, for electric vehicles, one resource that's going to be important is lithium. And, uh, I was in a lithium mining company for several months. I was selling covered calls against it. It was Abermerl. Uh, that thing has done well. I kind of wish I still had it in some ways, but uh, covered call called it away from me. Uh, I might go back in on another dip, but uh, yeah, I've seen it go from sixty to ninety. That is so cool. I mean, that's a, that's what a great that's another great way to to play it because you're you're thinking about like the commodity side, yeah. right? Of like of the of the materials that go into all these new technologies. And I, I, you know, I, I just, I think it's going to be a major, I mean, part of this was like major themes that we see over the next, over the, into the future. And I, I just think that um, the climate issues are going to dislocate certain people. Um, I think it's going to make some environments harsher and harder to kind of navigate. And, uh, you know, I think people are going to, are going to, well, one thing too, I've always respected about you and I really liked is that you know, part of your thing with the solar too has being a self-reliance. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're not you're not having to depend on the whims of some, you know, board that runs some utility that really is not thinking about your best interest. Um, and I, and I, I understand you're not fully solar. I mean, so people know. I mean, Jerry's hooked up to the grid. He's not like out in the middle of the forest. But, um, <laughs> someday. But, yeah, someday. But but you know, to be as self-reliant as you can be, and then at, on the other end of the spectrum. You know, even if someone doesn't, you know, buy all the climate stuff, I mean, if you had the choice between a cheaper and cleaner energy source, why not just pick it? I mean, why not just pick it for those reasons alone? Sure. Right? It's it's cheaper and it's cleaner. I'll yeah. Take it. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, no, no, uh, no argument there. And just kind of uh, looking around, I remembered uh, there's a ETF called LIT lit. Uh, it's Global X Funds, Global X Lithium Battery Technology. That thing is on a tear right now. It's funny if, if I wish I had really? seen that in uh, March because it was all time low at eighteen eighteen, and now it's f- like forty one, forty one dollars. Let me check that one out. That one's called Lit. 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 Okay. Yeah, I don't know what the fees are on it, but uh, but if you don't want to, if you want to go commodity lithium, but don't want to pick just one um, company. Mm-hmm. So that that might wow. be a way to think about it. So, um, you know, again, keeping on the topic of like themes for the future, um, I guess the, the last one I'll mention. And then if, if you wanted to if you had others that you wanted to add, I mean, I, I think it's a lot about what we do with our show and our in our in our blog is like it's I just think more and more it's going to be important to self-educate. You know, we've got to self-educate on investing all these things, right? Like survival. I mean, it's just because you, you've got to have a sense of what's going on um, uh, in order to have the tools, you know, the, the investing tools, the investing knowledge um, to get ahead. I mean, I was reading a scary statistic 
um, that said that the, it says the well, I mean, maybe whatever you want to call it, but the wealthiest 10% in, in our country own 87% of all stocks and funds. And so to me, that tells me that there's, you know, 90% of the folks just are not investing enough. And I know that there's probably some that just can't. Um, but, uh, it did say 52% of Americans have some level investment in the stock market. And those are mostly through like 401ks. Yep that I think were set up for them automatically. But again, the wealthiest 10% own almost 90% wow. of all the, all the assets, you know? And so I guess, again, that was one of the themes you brought up, you know, this, this gap, uh, this, this wealth gap. Um, and I think the pandemic has kind of um, exposed a lot more of that. So I, I guess my point is just try to think about the future and, 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 and do research. I mean, try to be prepared so that we can have a strong, uh, you know, society. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely wise words. I mean, whatever was working today in, or last year, 2019 is not going to be the same thing that works in the future. Th- times are changing. Things are, th- are changing and, and uh, you know, the global landscape's changing. So we need to be prepared however we can, whether, you know, it means having enough food and water on hand or being self-reliant with energy or just picking uh, stocks and ETFs that you think are going to benefit from this shift. Bingo. I mean, all those things are going to just make you stronger. I mean, you know, even, even if nothing happens and there's just life goes on, you know, which it does, but uh, all those things are going to make you put you in a better position. Right. right? So I just, I mean, you know, on the, on the, on the positive side, and, and again, you probably know a lot more about this stuff than I do because you, you work in tech, but I think that, um, I think also a lot of exciting innovations are coming down. I think things that, you know, I'm not a science scientist, you know, I'm a contracts guy, I'm a real estate guy, but you know, quantum computing, uh, biomed, the things we're seeing with the, with the development of the vaccine, um, uh, science and technology. I mean, I think those things, I mean, I am, I'm also, you know, you know me, Jerry, I'm also like a, a Star Trek nerd, right? Like a sci-fi nerd. Yep. So like, I love this stuff. I mean, I think it's, uh, uh, I just think there's a lot of really cool stuff that's going to happen in the next 10 years. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> there definitely is. The trick is, uh, trying to identify what it is with what we know today. And, uh, figuring see which companies are, are really making a difference and growing and investing in those yeah i mean absolutely yeah and i it, yeah i certainly don't have all the answers but it's really fun to like to do the research and to and to find out you know where you know yeah maybe if someone's interested in the you know re, you know i was i was reading about quantum computing you know maybe that's an ibm play i don't know or or a uh microsoft play you know um I'm sure all those companies are, are working on that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's, there's some really nice uh, biotech ETFs and I can't think of their, their codes right now, but uh, I mean, yeah, for, for vaccines and just different kinds of cures and different types of uh, trials and testing for, for new types of uh, advances uh, that, that ETF is probably worth checking out. It's been going up and down. I think it's more on an uptrend right now, but uh not 100% sure uh, what it's called, so I'll, I'll put that in the notes as soon as I find it. But it's a biotech. There's a couple, there's a couple biotech ETFs, so those might be something to, to think, think about, too, for longer term. That's awesome. Well, as always, the time goes way too fast, mm-hmm. Jerry. It sure does. 
<laughs> do you have any um do you have any closing thoughts or any ideas or any uh, uh, uh points you want to make about like trade strategies you were going to do next week or uh yeah so i try to assemble all of the uh the news and, and things that are going on i watch a few summaries and uh some there's some really good uh newsletters out there uh but in general i'm looking at kind of uh one macro trend i'm looking at is uh watching the dollar very carefully because it has been at all-time lows uh some people think it's because of the fed printing all this money and, and all these programs just makes the u.s dollar weaker and weaker well the theory is that may change and the dollar may start to go up hmm. so that being said i'm watching the dollar and watching some uh, currencies that we trade against like the Australian dollar, euros, British pound, uh, yen, and, and just kind of see how they have an inverse relationship, the dollar and all of those. So uh, I've been watching them and uh, there is a, uh, I, there's a uh, underlying on the small exchange at uh, Tastyworks platform uh, for the dollar. It's called SFX forward slash SFX. So if you're long the dollar, you can just buy that, hold it. And uh, it's a very capital efficient way to do something like that. There's another ETF called UP, UUP. And if you're, if you're bullish on the dollar for the next foreseeable future, uh, you could buy some shares of that. And that's what I'm looking at and thinking about. Wow. That is cool. Man, you're always learning. I love Trying. that. Always learning, Jer. And always inspiring. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, hey, it was great talking with you. And thanks to our 100,000 plus listeners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. They grow so fast. They grow so fast. Hey, I hope everybody out there uh, is staying safe. You know, we still have a bit of a, uh, a slog, I think, to get through with this uh, pandemic. So, you know, please be safe. Please wear your mask. Wear your mask. Uh, wear your mask, man. Let those let those scientists keep pushing forward on the vaccine because they're working hard every day. So let's give them a little time. All right. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> All right, brother. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right. See you, Jerry. Bye.